0: Welcome or welcome back to Turner Syndrome Talking Tea with your host Emily Seymour. What I hope for this podcast is I hope it makes people affected by Turner Syndrome feel less alone and I hope it spreads awareness on Turner Syndrome because it really needs it. I have a lot of different perspectives on Turner Syndrome in this podcast from ladies themselves with Turner syndrome to mums to dads to doctors a lot of different experiences with Turner syndrome so there's something here for everyone so I hope you enjoyed this episode
1: everyone so this week we have hannah hi hannah hi everyone how are you today
2: i'm very well thank you how are you
1: good i'm good thank you so i want to chat a few things turners if that's okay with you mm-hmm. what's your relationship with turner syndrome
2: um i am a 36 year old uh, woman uh, with mosaic t- turner's Um, I was diagnosed when I was seven, Um, so yeah.
1: So that's quite a nice age, you got growth hormone then I imagine. Um,
2: Funny question, Um, I was recommended growth hormone, um, but I was the only um, candidate who didn't actually get growth hormone through my GP, Um, so I had to have it through Alder Hay um, back in the 90s.
1: Oh, interesting! Mm. Interesting. What's been your biggest challenge of Turner's? Would you say? Um, quite a few,
2: but um, the one was um getting my head around Turner's um when I was in my mid twenties, so early to mid twenties. Um, so when I was diagnosed, um. I was told, um, I'd never succeed in anything like GCSEs, um, all very textbook from the eighties, seventies, and what Turner's was. Um, and for me, it was overcoming them stigmas, um, really. So I wanted to prove to everybody, um, what I can do. So I I started with uh, doing karate. um, And then I ended up um, getting very good GCSEs, got A levels, went to do my first degree um, at Derby University doing creative expressive therapies, which really helped me understand my turners because we had to explore the NHS and a um, condition, so I, I explored turners in my dissertation um, to do with me and how um art therapy could have benefited me back in the the 90s, but it wasn't about them. Um and then I got my other degree in teacher training. Um and I always knew I wanted to help people. Um I always wanted to do something around making sure that everybody there's a job out there for everybody that's always been my my thing in life um so i've always been an advocate for people who've not been able to maybe necessarily um get jobs that easily um so i, I work with SEN students um i'm actually a job coach now um at a, an SEN college providing uh, support um to our young adults hopefully going to get them into
1: a paid employment at the end wow well thank you for the job you do that sounds really really needed thank you it's very hard isn't it because there's so many different components to turn this I mm. imagine it to be when you're old enough to understand it I imagine it to be okay what do I deal with first kind of thing yeah um
2: for me um when I said my early 20s um I was um I, I, I feel like I've i have been let down a little bit um by um my medical background um purely because obviously like I said at the start um I was postcode lottery I wasn't allowed to get um, my growth hormone through my GP, had to get it through um, older Hay. Um, I've always had to fight for things. Um, I was um, under several specialists over the years with Turner's, um, and I had an amazing one called Dr. Fraser at Liverpool Royal. Um, he sadly left, unfortunately. And then I had another uh, individual who, uh, Dr. Fraser said to me that uh, when I was early 20s, go away. Enjoy your life. Have your children by thirty. Because um, I was, I thought I couldn't have children. Because um, mm-hmm. he was checking my egg count. Um, and then when he left, I just automatically thought it was going to have continued to be checked. And I, I was I actually wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I and mean, then it was only a few years later. Um, another uh, consultant said to me, uh, "Have you had your egg uh, egg uh, checks?" And I said, "No." Um, I, I thought they'd be in my notes, just uh, in your average uh, check and they weren't and I was actually depleting quite uh, dramatically um, so they fast tracked me um, to have IVF um, to retrieve my eggs um, and at the time i just met my now husband so a couple of months into a relationship having to explain look I'm going through IVF but not to have a child if, with you at this time, and yes, yes. he was really he was really supportive, um. And Dr. Cara Williams, um, who was the lady who was checking me, um, she gave me so much advice and support, along with my husband, um, and so we decided to to go for it together, um. Then, um, I, uh. Mm got engaged so we said Do you know what let's just like yeah I was early 30s at this point um but obviously Carol was checking me quite regularly every year um and then we got um engaged and I thought Do you know what just let's relax let's have a the wedding and then go back to like planning a family with IVF and I actually fell pregnant whilst um planning my wedding so yeah. I had a naturally a 12 week old baby at um yeah, uh, twelve weeks before the wedding. <laughs> so I had a twelve week year old at my wedding. Um wow. that was like four years ago now. Um because and...
1: I mean. then at least he didn't spend, although it was the NHS, but at least he didn't spend all this money on IVF and exactly the emotional roller coaster that it can bring. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I think for me it was more um it was the realisation, I could have kids in my 20s, so I had to think like that. Um, and going through the Turner situation, I remember when I fell pregnant, I just was like, I'm so happy to be pregnant. I've been able to to to, to get pregnant. Um, so I did usual, going to the GP, I got an emergency appointment with the midwife who then put me in charge of my specialist in my local area for pregnancies and I said to the doctor I have Turner's and he went I've delivered Turner's babies I've delivered um babies from Turner's mothers so you're in great hands and I was told six weeks uh pregnant that I was going to have a c-section at 38 weeks I was like okay 32 weeks time I'm gonna have a baby oh my gosh and then um I remember going for my uh annual check with my heart um and my heart specialist team said I could go naturally. Um I was 32 weeks pregnant at that time, so that kind of just spiked everything um mentally. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my, what do I do? Do I've planned this beautiful C section in my head? Do yeah. I go naturally? Um so I've always had an up and down roller coaster with my turners. Um, because I think we discussed this over text. Um, that I the one thing I remember the most, and it was the early 2000s, um, I'd had an accident. I fell off my bike. Um, the day before I went, was going on holiday abroad. And I thought, oh no, I might have like done something to my uh, my wrist. So I'd gone to a local A E centre. And uh, had the X-rays, um, and the doctor came in and was looking, and he said, "Oh, you nothing to, to nothing broke, but can I ask you? Can you take your shoes and uh, your shoes and socks off, please? Like, it's mm-hmm. My arm, not my feet." And he said, "I've never seen a, a Turner's lady before, or girl, because I was still, yeah, still young." Um, and he wanted to see my toenails. He wanted to see um my neck, my hands, and it was just like I was some circus show. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just a normal person. (laughs) Um yeah, so that was a bit of a weird situation. Mm. Um but I've always had stuff like that because um yeah my when I was talking to my mum about doing this podcast that we we talked about things like um how I was diagnosed like they missed so many signs when I was born um I had no toenails when I was born um at all um and I've got something called a cherry that um (laughs) we've named that in my family like a small piece of skin on my toe and um my mum went to the to the health visitor um when I was born she's got this she's got no toenails no no it's fine Mum took me to a GP after again. And the GP was like, I'll take it off when she's old enough and vain enough. That was his words back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s, sorry. And then um, they missed so many signs. And it was only at my four-year check, um, which is my son's going through at the moment, next week at his school, um, to uh, I was, wasn't was growing as as fast as all the others. Um and then it was, I need to go and see a specialist. Um, and that's where it came in when I was seven. It took a, a while to come. Um,
1: yeah, so that was a just, yeah, it's a bit, a bit complicated. <laughs> well, well done to your mum. I think all mums in the Turner's game, even without the Turner's game, you know your child. Mm-hmm. So I think they have to be very... Um, persistent not all the time um but a lot of this podcast I've heard about Mom's being really persistent and then it paying off
2: yeah and my mum's like been my biggest advocate over the years mm-hmm. um I was um I mean I did go to mainstream school but they wanted to put me in a, a specialist school because they didn't know what turners was mm-hmm. um I, d- I do have dyslexia but um They, my mum was the one saying she's got a condition. We were trying to, we're trying to get it sorted before I had my growth hormone. Before I, because I was, I was always the one who was running about the classroom and being hyper and things like that. Um, And my mum was like, "Should be calmer when she starts a growth hormone." Which, then, uh when I got that, it, I did, and now I was a complete changed woman. Um. So, yeah, and some people still remind me of that day, like that that time yeah. in my life. I'm yeah. like, that was 30
1: years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what's your biggest positive of 10 years, would you say?
2: Um, we're so unique. Mm. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll give you an example. Um, I was at a my dad's gig my dad's in the band um many years ago and I looked at this young lady similar age to me behind the bar and we just like looked at each other and we said I'll speak to you later and we actually said we actually worked out we've both got turners and it was just like wow
1: it's just a sixth sense yeah
2: definitely absolutely um and, yeah, it's it's nice to have that little, that it's me. To not, it, it, I, I wouldn't be the person I am without having to Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: yeah. That's a nice answer. I really like that. Thank you. So, we know you're from England. So, how has the UK Support Society helped you?
2: Um... I have known um, Turner Society for, oh, my goodness, since starting uh, growth grow hormone um, a long, long time ago. Um, but the, one of the biggest things that helped me was um, Aileen um, when I was going through the IVF conversation and the funding situation. I was like, I don't know. I've not got savings for IVF. So mm. Aileen was really, like, into... Sorting that side of things in terms of who's the best specialist to go to, what the IVF process would be, because obviously I didn't know anything. And she helped me actually get Cara Williams as my consultant at Liverpool, right at Liverpool Women's. Um, and another connection is having um the team in the northwest just on our little WhatsApp group, knowing if I'm just having a bit of one of them times I need to talk about paternity situation ladies or girls are on there but I can just go hi guys can you give me some advice um and the same with the Facebook group as well like obviously that's nationally isn't it and internationally
1: yeah so yeah one thing that's stands out each episode is how much we love Arlene Mm. she is just incredible incredible Apart from the WhatsApp groups, what's your involvement in the society? Um for me, I,
2: I would love to do more. Um obviously I'm it'd be in a couple of years' time when I'm less busy with a without a four-year-old on my uh, <laughs> on my leg all the time. But um I It's it's that secureness of having it's like a group there who who are like me and understand me. Um and I mean I said to you before, um Emily, that I've always wanted to show do you know what I can do anything. Like I've got my two degrees, I'm a teacher do drive a massive car like a 4 before? <laughs> <laughs> um, These are all the things that when I was younger, I was told I couldn't do um, b- through textbooks. Do you know what I mean? Oh, she'd never get a GCSE. She'd never drive. Um, she'd never get like a professional job in brackets. And it, for me, I was like, no, I'm going to do that. And the girls that I've met through, especially the, the Northwest branch, we're all like that we're like no we, we're power women we can do this um and it's surprising to see that a lot of us are in education and health and the care sector as well which is lovely yeah um and I want to give back I want to say to the, the youngest to the younger generation of turners like look nothing holds you back I was told it 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 was going to hold me back but I didn't let me and I know we're smashing walls down now to to achieve anything that you we want really so
1: if if you're not savvy enough you could start to believe it yourself I'll never amount to anything Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I know it's Mm -hmm. a kind of it's a teenage childhood thing anyway that people might go through but yeah. because you have it in writing, if you're not staffy enough, you might mm. start to think, oh, okay. Well, I shouldn't try because they've said that I won't. So I shouldn't. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, I, I, r- love that. I love that you guys have said no. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: And I remember, like, when I was first diagnosed, people were telling us or telling my mum, <gasps> well, you need to get her an ID card when she's older so when she goes to the cinema, she won't get asked for ID. And my mum was like, no, let her do it. And they were like, oh, my goodness, she's doing karate, she might break her bones. It, it didn't stop me. Um, yeah. And I'm one away from going, to, going for my black belt, I'm, I'm going to go back to it. Um, Actually, with my son and my husband, we we're going to do it as a family Um, um just to get my... Black belt before and 40. Um, that's my 40th uh present to myself. But um I've never done that. And when when I've been on nights out and people have challenged me about my height, about my, my age because my height, I'm like, I'm probably older than you. Like <laughs> I love giving that idea <laughs> over. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's uh and the looks that I used to get when I first had my son like w- walk in the pram. And they were like, oh, she's young. I'm like, thanks, but uh, I'm actually in my mid-thirties. So,
1: yeah. It's just, yeah. it's odd, isn't it? It's mm. odd, the projection from other people.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I was really badly bullied at school because of my height and because I everything I was going through. Mm. Everyone knew... I mean, it wouldn't be now in, in uh age Asian education. But back in the day, it was all like everybody knew that I was going having my, my growth hormone injections on trips and things like that. And it had to be in a um a fridge and things. So everyone, everyone was like, oh, it's Hannah. Um, and I I was the different one in brackets, but um. When I got to sixteen, seventeen, I met my best friends, um, who are still my best friends now, twenty plus years on, and they just see me for me, um, yeah. and the same with with boyfriends. Um, I, yeah, I, I always struggled having like finding a boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. and and when I met my husband, we met online, and I said to him quite quickly, I said, look, I'm only four foot eight. I have got something called Turner syndrome and I was like, I'm not a giant. Um, I mean, he's probably five, three, something like five, four. So he's not that much taller. Um, and so for us, we just clicked and he kind of did a bit of research about turners. And I went, stop, just learn about me, not yeah. what you read. Um yeah. And he's become really involved in understanding turn and it's especially because of my medical issues um to have a child to have a
1: child and after really. So mm. oh that's nice. That's nice. That's not nice he didn't get bullied. I'm sorry you went through that. But it's mm-hmm. nice that it has a nice ending with your best friends and your husband.
2: Yeah. No, definitely like my my family my husband my son and my best friends are just everything to me um, yeah. and they just
1: it's hard to see like when you're in the thick of it but everything is about the long game growth mm. hormone is the long game yeah like, it's not even once you've finished it's like years after and mm. it's same with friends as well if you're going through a rough patch it's a long game. Yeah. And
2: I think I always felt I had like that stigmatism at uni, at before uni of, of going and being bullied and things. And when I got to university... And I was just known as little Hannah. Everybody knew me, like people on different courses who lived in different halls of residence. Because if I'd gone a night out, they'd be like, oh, there's little Hannah. But it wasn't in a nasty, derogative way. It was more like, oh, let's protect her. Let's like, are you Hannah, you're all right? Um, And then the same with my my jobs, like they don't, I, I I think like my work colleagues see me for just Hannah, not, Hannah is small, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so you've said a little message before. What would you say is your most important message on Tony syndrome? Um
2: embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let it be you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also yeah it, it is part of you if that makes if that if that makes sense yeah um, it's
1: confusing isn't it yeah Not yeah all of you but it's yeah. part of you. exactly exactly yeah um, I really like those messages thank you is there anything else you'd like to add to your episode before we finish um just keep
2: going believe whatever you want to achieve you can achieve yeah um just by dreaming it and it will come true um and and fighting for it um yeah I've always wanted to have a massive car and it uh it paid off and now I, I drive a big car right. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it was in my dark days of not I'm thinking, oh, I'm never going to have a boyfriend. I'm happily married. I'm currently looking at my wedding picture. Um, yeah, I'm happily married to my best friend. And we've got the most beautiful little boy uh, going. So
1: thank you. Oh, well, thank you for just showing that it's possible. Thank you. Oh, I've really, really enjoyed meeting you, Hannah. And everyone listening, I'll see you next week.
0: hope you enjoyed that episode if you want to know more about turners go to www.tss.org.uk and that is the website for the official turner syndrome support society uk charity or you can go back to my first ever episode on this podcast where i explained what turners is and how it's affected me So I hope you have a really great week and I will see you in the next episode.